from the Thanksgiving Day right through the Super Bowl, you know, you can watch football every day of the week because the Mac's on every day, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then by the time you get into mid-December, you got bowl games every all around the clock. So you can pretty much watch football now to the to the divisional playoffs, you can pretty much watch football every day. And that's so we're in the prime time for football, which has been an utter mess for the NFL. But uh, some, some of it will turn to the field in the days to come. But with Trigger, I'm going to do this whole thing now about Goodell and, and Jones so that he doesn't get to talk about anything on the field the whole time. And he's got to talk about that the whole time. Um, no, nah, he's in Chicago for the uh, long – and he's not taking a deep breath and saying, oh, no, I'm in trouble. No. Here we go. No, I'm not going to get into any – I'm not going to draw again into any of that nonsense now because I don't want you to get in trouble. So um, we'll talk about on-the-field stuff. Although they banished you this week, putting you with the Lions and the Bears. You've got to be sick Come of the Bears on. by now. You've got to be sick Come of looking – you've got to be sick yeah. of looking at the Bears. The Bears. I got them last week. I yeah, you got to be sick of looking at the Bears. You should be at the Rams and the Vikings today. Who's giving you the assignments? I you know. should be at the Rams and the Vikings. That's where you should be. As a matter of fact, when you get off this call, tell them, hey, I need to be in Minnesota this weekend. What you make of uh, what you make of the Vikings being upset that uh, Greg Olson's going to be in the booth? Do you see that whole headline? No, no, tell me that. I didn't, know. I didn't see that. What did you tell me? So Greg Olson is going to be the current player. Yes. The Vikings play the Panthers next week. Right. And Greg Olson, Fox, in a, an attempt to you know, kind of spice it up a little bit, he's on the bye week. They said, let's get Greg Olson in the booth. They assigned him to Panthers-Vikings with Burkhart and Charles Davis. And Absolutely Vikings, illegal. Absolutely. If I, if it's, I'm not illegal. Vi- it's not illegal. Wait, if I am the Vikings, he's not getting yeah. near there. Well, he's not at the production meeting. He's not at the practice, but he's going to be calling the game. The Vikings threw a bit of a stink. It's a very they interesting game. They absolutely should. Zim is 100% right. And I can tell you right now, if the coach was bigger than Zimmer, there'd be guys who there'd be more than that to pay. There's no way that guy should be anywhere near anything. Calling the game on Sunday, Mike? Hey, no, but he can't. Wait a second. Calling the game. See? What's is, he going to see Sunday? Does he have the, the all 22? Wait a second. I didn't say he couldn't be in the booth. But that's not that's not how you do your job doing that way. You you is he, he's he's banned from production meetings, right? Yep. He's banned he's from practices. He's not going to be in practice. He can't go to facilities. He can't he do any of that stuff. So really, he's in there as an ornament because he hasn't even prepared the way most broadcasters prepare for a game. He's just in there to add a little. He can go sit in the booth as long as he. So what they're admitting is that we're not really making a broadcaster. We're just having him visit the booth. Because as long as they took away everything else that a normal broadcaster would do, which is visit practice, meet with the players, meet with the coaches, be at the facilities, that stuff is out. As long as that's out, then it's okay. Fair. Yeah, so really, if he's just in the booth, that's not, that's not a, it means nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think it's interesting to get the insights of a current player either way, to me personally. I don't mind that. I, I, yeah. Listen, if, as long as the Vikings got him banned from what they needed to get him banned from, I don't think it's a problem. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah, I that's a good okay. game. This is a good week for NFC. I don't know. There's, this, there's, there's the two Cowboys good games. Eagles. There's yeah. two good games this week. Yeah, Cowboy Seahawks Eagles has Falcons. been hurt. Cowboys Eagles has been hurt. Uh, Atlanta Seattle is going to be a good game. Cowboy yeah. Eagles has been hurt. If they have Lee and Smith out, that is going to really hurt their chances of winning that game. At home, though, it's still, something... it's still, they never play well defensively with Lee hurt. They never do. And you know what's interesting? The 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 kid Smith obviously Claiborne had this career day, six sacks last year, but. The Phil, the Philly defensive line is probably the most underappreciated unit. No, they're good. They're good pass rushes. That's why it's going to be tough if Smith's out of the game. 
I don't know, and it's almost like Prescott. All right, the world is on your shoulders. Are you in the conversation with Wentz right now? Because Wentz is going to play. He's going to no. Do well. He's not in the conversation though. I don't. I don't, believe, I don't think so. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see his stats when he if he, when he plays without Elliott and with a beat up offensive line. You'll see what the stats look like in a couple of weeks. They they will not be in the league. Uh, Wentz is going to win this in in a waltz. In a waltz. In a waltz. Absolutely. Yes. In the, Dallas. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the MVP. The MVP. Okay. Yes. No, they might not okay. win a game by a twenty points, but they'll if they don't have Lee and they don't have Smith, it's going to be very hard for the Cowboys to beat them. Very. You hard. know, it's interesting to me. It's like Sunday night. They're five and four. The season's on the line. Whatever it is, like this to me is do or die for the Cowboys, and it's before Thanksgiving. I agree. It's do or die. I, I completely agree. I just think they're they're playing without three, three of their five or six best players. It's re- counting Elliott, too. Uh, that's really tough to do. Their defense never performs when Lee doesn't play. I mean, he is the most under... He means to them what Keekly means to Carolina. He He is that important to their defense. He cripples that defense when he's out. He really does. And I think the Eagles coming in the way they're playing, I would expect them to play very well. Yeah, you know, everyone's high on the Eagles, everyone's high on the Saints, everyone's high on the Rams. The Panthers, to me, Monday night, that was the team that I think is the lurking giant right now because Cam Newton, I could tell you, Mike, I did two of their games. He was not healthy the first month of the season. He was still getting into his shoulder and obviously had all that weird stuff at the press conference and all that, but that was the Panthers at full go, and McCaffrey's getting involved, and they got a lot of different things going on on defense. They're the number one ranked defense. To me, they're the sleeping giants in the NFC, whether that's good for football or not. I feel like the Panthers are the team to watch from here on well, out. Well, I think as long as, they let, as long as they let Cam Newton run, as long as they don't try to make him what he's not, and I know they try to protect him and keep him healthy, don't worry about it. Because when he is just in the pocket and playing as just a pocket quarterback, he is a below-average quarterback. When he runs and utilizes the rest of his game, he becomes a completely different player. And I think that's what you have. Forget it. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. But let him play the game the way he plays it. And when he plays that way, then they are dynamic and he is dynamic. And so it's a very different game. But that division is going to be great. I'm not sure about the Saints yet because the schedule has been very easy. Uh, they play the last three weeks of the season, the last four weeks of the season, Atlanta plays New Orleans twice and Carolina at yep. home. They play Atlanta at home. They play, Car- uh, they play uh, New Orleans at home. They play Carolina at home. They have a trip to New Orleans. That's three of the last four weeks. That is going to be fascinating to watch. That division is going to be the best football in the league, I believe, in the last month of the season. Oh, it's fantastic, and, and you're right on the Saints. I, I think every week we're waiting for the other shoe to drop and say, okay, well, when do they come to life? Well, look, Fox sent Aikman, Buck, and Aaron Andrews to see Saints-Redskins. So this is one of those games where they're at home, they're at the Superdome. If they are a team that's going to be playing late January, they, they should win this game, and like you said, in a waltz, they should be able to oh, take Oh, this one I think they win easy. I think Washington shot. I think Washington shot. I do. I think, I think, the, I think the Saints will score 40 this week. Move of the week this week that I loved, and I want your thoughts on it. Five and four, the season slipping away, the whole thing. Bills bench their starting quarterback and go with a, a rookie, the fifth quarterback taken with Peterman. I'll tell you, from my sources in Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor 
was terrible the last two weeks against the Jets and against the Saints, and it was basically like, it's now or never. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's see what we got because they've got a ton of picks in the draft coming up. They could take a, they could take a quarterback in the first round, but basically their, their statement was an indictment on Tyrod saying, we're not going to win with this guy. Let's try whatever else we got. I, I'm not the least bit surprised. I've never been a fan, uh, not even a little, and I would bet you the veteran, the way you can always judge those, and we're talking with Peter Schrager from Fox, the way you can always judge those is how the veterans feel about the move. And with a young coach, they would be grumbling if they thought he was hurting their chances to win. And you know what? I bet you there wasn't one grumble in the room when he changed the quarterback. Uh, so to me, that that tells you, hey, uh, Sean probably said, hey, I'm not doing anything here. Let me try it. Let me see where we are. We can kind of see where we are. We know we can play defense. Now, last week they gave up 300 yards rushing. So, yeah. And the last two weeks, they've given up 500 yards rushing. Yeah. So they've kind of fallen apart. But I thought they were overachieving anyway earlier in the season. I didn't think they were that good. The thing you know now is that this is set up for New England. New England has five division games left. The three teams have fallen apart. They are going to win those five in a dance. So if the Raiders don't beat them this week, all they have left is a trip to Pittsburgh, and they're sitting stand between that and a 14-2 and two season. So after the opening week and everybody being crazy, they're still going to probably be either 13-3 and three or 14-2 and two because they're going to beat the Raiders this week, I believe. I still think they'll win in Pittsburgh because Tom Brady owns the Steelers. Uh, so with that being the case, even if he did get tripped up in Pittsburgh, they are going to win all those games in their division. They're going to win 13 games this year. Unless they don't yeah, try it, the last week of the season, they're going to win 13 games this year. It's crazy because three weeks through the season, they were on a pace to have historically the worst defense since 2005. We're not even to Thanksgiving, and they're already fixed. They're better, and they might be the best defense in the league right now. It's that quick how they changed, and that's coaching. That's Matt Patricia and Belichick getting it together. Uh, the, the sneaky team in the AFC that's kind of fun, and this week was they're playing Cleveland. And, yeah, I know, you know I know where you are. What do you think? Because they've got such bravado. The one kid came out, Gibson, and said, you know, the, the Jaguars are not going to give up a point this weekend. The other kid, Telvin Smith, comes out and says he and Miles Jack are the best linebackers in the league. And then D.D. Westbrook, who hasn't stepped on an NFL field yet, said he's going to have 200 yards receiving. The Jaguars, and that's not Marone, that's not Coughlin. It's very bizarre, but these Jaguars with Fournette and Ramsey, I mean, these guys literally think they walk on water. I don't know what's going on down there. First of all, they're better than Tennessee, I, I think. I, I think Tennessee's fake anyway. I, 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 I don't like them. Uh, I like their offensive line, but I just don't like the team. Uh, Jacksonville, though, the one thing is you don't know what you're going to get with Bortles, and especially in a big spot. I think there's only three teams in the AFC this year. I think it's Kansas City, Pitt, and New England, not surprising anybody. I don't even think there's a fourth team that's dangerous. Uh, No one even looks to me like they can scare anybody. The question is, which one's not going to have to play both? That's really the key, is to stay away from having to play both teams. Uh, I think it's a three-team derby. One of those three teams is going. Pitt looks like they're real, but one thing we know, they never play the Patriots. They can't handle the Patriot passing game. They just don't, they've never been able to handle it. Just like Kansas City can't beat Pitt. Pitt can't beat New England. I mean, so that's where we are with that thing. So I don't think there's a fourth team. I mean, if you were going to look at the fourth team, you're probably going to say it's Jacksonville or you're going to say it's Tennessee. Tennessee gave up 40 points last night. So Yeah, Tennessee was at the, was at the shallow end of the pool last night. It was like almost like the adults are in the deep end. It's the Patriots and the Steelers and the Chiefs, and everyone else is trying to get there. But the one note that with, the, with, the, with the Steelers, and you mentioned it, Brady, 22 touchdown passes, zero interceptions yep. against Mike Tomlin coach team. Yeah, it kills him. He absolutely owns them because they can't play him. And they really. But, but did last night's version of the Steelers, I mean, with healthy Le'Veon Bell and Schuster, 
That looked like the best version. We're it's not see about the offense, though. They're going to have to play him a shootout. But it's not about the offense. It's that their defense has never been able to deal with Brady. I mean, he's killed them. He's take, he spread them out and killed them every time he plays them. Uh, I think they'll have to try and beat him in a shootout. Now, they, I think they can move the ball on anybody, including, including the Pats. But that's what they will have to do when they play him. But the Pats season has completely turned around. And, yeah. there's, and now the whole rest of the division's melted down. Uh, the Raiders are uh, under 500. This is now do or die for them. The fun part's going to be in the NFC where you are because any way you slice it, there are going to be, let's give Philly a win this week and let's give Minnesota a win just for argument's sake. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those two now move to the top. The next spots, there's going to be eight teams for four spots behind those two. That's going to be great fun the last month of the season to watch those teams beat each other up. I can't wait. Mike, right now there are 10 different, there are 16 teams in the conference. Ten of them are above 500. That's insane. Yep. We've never had that. This no, you so got good. craziness there because Dallas. I don't want to count. You know, it, you got Carolina, you got Atlanta at five and four. They can't slip up hey, anymore. Hey, how about Green Bay quietly five and well, four? Well, especially especially if they think about you know the idea of Superman could come back. You if know, he can come back. And yes. then you know the team that I'm doing this week is Detroit. Their schedule. You look at the Lions' schedule. They've played all the good teams on their schedule. The Lions have played the Saints in New Orleans. They've done the Vikings in in Minnesota. Like the Lions have a walk if they want, if they can get it done. That's why it's so interesting. It's all of these teams. And then Thanksgiving will be wanna... big for the Lions. Oh, it's a huge one. Big. And that, and... And that's an early one, and it's kind of like, all right, where are we at with this team? That's they a can big win one. That game. That that's on a... national television. Yep. You got to win that one. All right, now t- uh, this game. Let me hear. Who are you picking? Minnesota. Rams, who are you picking? I'm taking the Rams. So am I. I'm taking the Rams. I they, and I, I, I went back and forth. Me and, too. And I said, I just think the Rams right now are more complete. I think the Rams are going to beat the Vikings this week. I think the game will be tighter. I think the win is going to be low twenties. I, I don't think it's going to be a shootout anyway. Uh, I think it's going to be more defenses dominate. Uh, but I think I think the Rams are going to beat them on a late field goal. I think it's going to be close, and I think the Rams are going to beat them. Crazy numbers that I was cracking down today. They're, the last four games, the Rams have outscored opponents 144-41, to 41, which is unheard of. They're a plus 130 in differential on points, like in games they've won. It's absurd. The thing is, to me, it's a two different teams that are very different clash of styles. Like, it, But here's where the rub is. The Rams know Case Keenum. He's been there for two years. The Rams defenders know Case Keenum. There's no surprise in what you're going to get from Case Keenum on this one. He's not going to throw for four touchdowns. And I just think that the Rams are going to outscore the win him. Is no in great shape. The win is in great shape. The winner is in great shape to be the two seed. And, and maybe, who knows? Maybe, maybe the, the one. Maybe the one. Maybe the one. Uh, absolutely. The, the Eagles' schedule is a gauntlet after this. I, the Rams is too, though. It's, that's why the NFC is so good right now. But, but they, I think if, that, Dal- if Philly gets this one, the division's over. And and yeah. it's over by Thanksgiving, which makes things very easy for them. You know, yeah. very easy. It really is. It's over by Thanksgiving. I mean, if they have a four and a half if, game lead after this. You know, that's a lot. If you haven't seen the Rams yet, and I know it's not necessarily the national game, this is a very that's a great fun game this week. I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, first of all, I'll be looking forward to see if the Giants lie down again. So we, we'll obviously be watching that. At least if that's a New York something, thing. Something interesting happened with the Giants this week that I kind of liked. Like. Usually with this, when you got the anonymous sources, and we saw it with the Jets for years under Rex and whatever was going on there, and you know the players bite back at the media and all this stuff. It sounded like the Giants players that they've identified a couple guys in the room who were talking to the media, and the Giants players in the locker room kind of turned on them, which I sort of liked. It was like, hey, 
Snacks Harrison, Landon Collins, these guys came out and said, we've got McAdoo's back. There are a couple people in this room who are, you know, whatever, and, and you have spoken eloquently on one of them throughout the week, especially on Monday coming out of that show. Uh, but I would just say that I think the Giants might have a little fight for their coach this week. I know it sounds crazy. Well, I thought, do we, see, I can't go there again because I went to that well last week. And I got embarrassed because yeah, I picked them last down. week yeah. and I thought they would play hard. And you know what? I sat there and watched what went on and they were embarrassed on defense. They didn't. And it's not, it wasn't just Jenkins. So they can all talk, but I need Collins and I need Snacks. And I need all of them to play way better than they're playing right now. And if they don't this week, Kansas City's going to embarrass them. Oh yeah, and it's and, and Kansas City comes in. This kid Matt Nagy's the offensive coordinator. Him and Andy, they'll they'll dial up things with the Giants never seen before. Plus, so Giants can't a cover bye. a tight end. They're going to cover the they're going to cover the Kelsey. Chiefs. I mean, give me a break. And you know the numbers. Andy's eighteen and two off a of bye. Yep, yep. So here we go. <laughs> Listen, this is, like I said. So we're watching that, and then I think there's there's two really interesting games. I think the Vikings and the Rams, and then whether or not the Raiders have any life against the Pats. And I'm not think I don't think they will. I think that game's probably going to be thirty eight to 24 or something New England but you know I I just wonder if there's any life in this in this uh, or is this just going to be a forgotten year for the for the Raiders? Yeah, the one X factor there, and again, it's always bizarre when you have these international games. I've got a buddy who works at the NFL who's down there and says it's you know it's ninety percent Raiders fans. The entire black hole has shown up for this thing all week, and it becomes not only a Raiders home game because the that Raiders won't affect game, the Pats though. I don't think that affects I, the Pats. It could get. I mean, they they. This is supposed to be a maniacal scene down there where it's just, it's, it's thousands and thousands and thousands. Unless of they're playing defense, the guys, unless they're in the secondary, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. If, if eight or nine of them are in the secondary, maybe it matters. Okay. <laughs> eight or nine of them. Yeah. And then, otherwise, I don't think it matters. The Raiders have been terrible this year. They, yeah, they, they have, really have. They have played, they, I mean, they have played terrible football. Let's be honest. They really have. I mean, it, it, these collapses this year have been epic. I mean, the giant collapse, Denver's collapse. Yeah, I'll tell oh, you right Denver's now, collapse. you know, his career, you know, I know he's a first-year coach. He's in danger of getting fired. Well, when you come in as a defensive coach and you give up 51 points followed by 41 points. Plus, Elway's getting game. killed there. He's not going to take it. He's going he's gonna to react. He's going to basically back up the truck. Yeah, and that's the kind of deal where, where, you know, Paxton Lynch's shoulder is getting a little better here, but they're almost stubborn to a fault with this quarterback situation. And, it, you know, you just, just throw in the rookie or second-year guy. I don't care if Paxton Lynch can throw it 20 yards. At this point, like, you got to at least see what you got before you go to the draft. All right. Um, give me whatever. Do you have any take at all on the Jerry Goodell thing? You want to have anything to my add or no? Take. My only take, and, and I don't know if you've read the latest from ESPN, they have actually been, I'm, I'm usually quick to criticize ESPN and their reporting and some of the anonymous sources. Their work, this Dan Van Natta and this Seth Wickersham have done a very fine job on this stuff, but my only thing would be very interesting to see that now it seems like sources everywhere are taking snipes at people beyond Goodell. Like you saw this. The, well, what the marketing, they, but yeah, the, that Jerry doesn't like the way the executive offices of the league have gotten too much power, and he didn't like all the people they hired. And that's an interesting deal. That's the first time we've heard that in a public setting, or at least yep. reported on, where it's not Roger necessarily. It might be Roger's circle. Well, that the, he the feels the, come, he thinks the executive offices have gotten too much power. The power has gone from the owners to the power of the commissioner. That's what the article was reporting, and they started naming names of people and their ineffectiveness, and that's when it means that someone, not just the owner side, 
that means that people everywhere are t- are starting to look at each other. And I mean, that's that's when things start crumbling. When you start picking apart, all right, well, what does this person do, and what does that person do, and how much money does that person make? Then again, this is the side. Okay, I, I talked to some of the people on the team side. They say. If, if there was a team that was losing and it was a losing year, they would step up and say, hey, we have a losing year, we've got to make some changes. The NFL it seems to be very loyal, and, and they're trying to weigh this out, and I just think that's where Jerry's coming out on this. And well, Jerry, think about case. it. Jerry's complaint is that you're moving too fast to give a guy a contract extension of enormous proportions in 2019. This story, and that's what I think some owners are going to get upset about. Wait a second. You're telling me every time I turn on a sports show, instead of hearing about the product on the field as we get to Thanksgiving, all we're discussing is the contract extension of $50 million a year to our commissioner in 2019. That's the story we need to be discussing at Thanksgiving. What are you out of your minds? And let's get it back to football. Who cares about his contract extension? Table it until March meetings. And that, I think, if I was an owner, that would be my first call. We'll table this till March meetings. He's already under contract till 2019. That's the owner's side. Now imagine the players hearing about it. Well, the players are already grumbling about what he wanted. You already see them. They're killing them. They don't like them anyway, as you know. So they're all grumbling about what it, the perks he wanted. They all saying, "When do we get some of these?" That said, I know I talked to people on several teams that this he's he's he still has the majority of the oh, room. Oh, no, listen, me, not even labor, a question. Not even labor, a question. That labor stuff that he did last time around, they want not to do even that again. a question. Listen, he's still got more than he's half, by and he's got the major forces in the league. He's got all of them except Jerry. He's got all of them. He's got every single one of them, and he's got in Marin Rooney the two most loyal guys he could ever have, and I think I'd put Blank close third. I just don't know him as well, but I know Rooney and Marin are the commissioner's biggest supporters, so so he's got a lot of support there. When you help Stan Kroenke get a team to, you know, you make that happen, you you, you help Mark Davis make that happen. I know a lot of people say Jerry is the one who did that. The league helped usher all. Well, Jerry did do a lot of that. You know that he did. Yeah, he also made a lot of money on it too. So he he also was invested in that as well. Yes, he's making a ton of money on the Raiders. A ton. Here's what I would say about about all this. And last night, people were trying to, uh, you know, check out the ratings. 15 million people watched it. And everyone said it's no, down. No, don't from listen. Last don't year. worry. They're down from. See, but they're down. But they're, it's like a tw- a pitcher who won twenty five games five years in a row has won twenty one games this year. That's what it. That's what it's like. You're right. And the Celtics played the Warriors, and everyone says the NBA is coming. Two million people watching. Hey, the there's no listen. No other league is even in the same ballpark. We know that. But their whole thing is they're like. Amazon or Apple, they expect to grow 15% a year. They don't expect to ever go backwards. The story is that they've gone backwards. They never go backwards. It's not like anyone's catching them. It's that they never go backwards, and this year they've gone a little backwards, that which has never happened before. I also think, and again, maybe I'm a pie-in-the-sky optimist on this. Well, you are, but that's NFL. okay. This is your league. You, this, this is, is my you league. This living. is what I cover. Yeah. This is what pays my bills, too. Right. And I'll tell you this. The NFC, the second half of the season, I, you and I laid it out pretty well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Football. It's going to be a lot But the one thing they don't want is they don't want the Giants. They don't have the Bears in it. They don't want the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bears all out of it because that hurts your ratings is those sure. three. Sure. See you. Enjoy. And, hey, listen. Call up and say, I need to be in Minnesota this week. I got to get away from the Bears. I'm booking my flight. Bye. See you. Peter Schrager, back after this.